theextraordinarychurch.ca podcast, where ordinary people experience extraordinary life in Jesus Christ. You are about to hear a message that will encourage you to become and experience all that Jesus Christ has for you. Are you ready? Open up your Bibles because something extraordinary is about to happen. Blessed be your name, God. Hallelujah. God, you are worthy. From the rising of the sun, Lord God, to the going down of the same, you are altogether lovely and altogether worthy and altogether wonderful. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of Hallelujah. Great are you, Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God and the fountain of his holiness. I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. God, you're worthy. God, you're awesome. God, you're omnipotent. God, you're omnipresent. You're the only wise God, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Pastor Keel. Thank you. I know you're watching. So tell your mom, mom, happy birthday for us. Praise God. Praise God. I want to thank, thank the praise team. I want to thank leadership of Extraordinary Church for giving me this privilege. I want to thank all of you who will support me in this message. God has a word for us this morning. This afternoon, praise God. Praise God. Let us turn our Bibles to the book of Mark. Mark chapter 10, a familiar Two familiar scriptures we're going to read this afternoon. Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 21. And we're also going to read John 3 and verses 1 to 7. Both are familiar scriptures to us who are in the church a long time. Which of us are glad to be in the house of God? You're glad to be in the boat and not outside of the boat. So it reads like this. Mark wrote, and he wrote this. Now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit that I may inherit eternal life. So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and your mother. And he answered and said to him, 
Teacher, all these things I have kept from I was a boy, from my youth. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, One thing you lack. Go your way, sell whatever you have, and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. And come, take up the cross, and follow me. John chapter 3 and verses 1 to 7, it reads like this. There was a man of the Pharisee named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no man can do these signs that you do unless God be with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time in his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered most assuredly, I say to you, unless one be born of water and of the spirit, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you are the God who hears and the God who answers prayers. God, you must increase and I must decrease. God, you, Lord God, be my mouthpiece this afternoon. God, you be that oracle, Lord Jesus, that speak to your people, God. The words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart must be acceptable unto you this afternoon, God. So, God, open the ears of the hearer, Lord God, that will receive this word this afternoon, that they will go and do likewise, Jesus. Let us not be just heroes of this word this afternoon, but be doers also. God, move me, Lord God, from this message and present you, Lord God, in front of these saints of the Most High God. Jesus, let your perfect will be done. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Have you ever tried to Tried at work to or at home to enter your computer or even you're watching a movie and sometimes you see those people trying to hack into the computer and it says there's a pop-up on the screen that says access denied I would like to deal with the subject access this afternoon, the question is, 
What is access? What is access? Access can be defined as the admission or permission granted to enter somewhere, to approach, to speak with, or to speak with or to someone, to speak with or to someone. Praise God. Biblically, it is that permission that is granted to everyone to personally approach God through Jesus Christ. Let me read that again. It is the permission that is granted to everyone to personally approach God through Jesus Christ. We all are living in a world of restrictions and limited access to some things and some places. Buildings are made with windows where you can have access to light. Praise God. Doors that give access for us to go in and out. In today's world of technology, we need an access card or to enter our homes or we need an access code or we need a password or a passcode and sometimes we just barely need a key to enter where we need to go. But these things are done to protect us from the outside, from, to protect our privacy, to protect us from not having thieves come into our houses and our computers and our phone. Just recently I put a password on my phone. I, I don't need a password on my phone. But pastor admonished me and said I need to have a password on my phone. I don't think I need a password. But now I have a password. And you have so many passwords nowadays, you have to try and remember all of them. It's difficult sometimes to remember all of them. You know, I'm not getting any younger. Are you? <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. This is done to protect us. Birth has given us access to life. And therefore, it has given us access to many dif different things in the physical realm. But what about access to God and the things of God? Now, in my last message, we went through the book of Genesis. And I'm going there again. We have to start from somewhere. And we have to start from the beginning. Praise God. So in Genesis chapter 1, we find that the record of the account says God created the heavens and the earth. No big bang. No big bang. God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible tells us that we are, he formed man from the dust of the ground and he said he blew into the nostrils of man and man became a living soul. Praise God. The Bible said God planted a garden in the midst of the garden, he placed a tree, and the tree was the tree of life, the tree of good and evil, the Bible tells us, and God gave man access to eat of every other tree except 
the tree of knowledge of good and evil. But as you know, man, red eye. So man had to eat what God said don't eat. So the man was given an helpmeet. <laughs> oh. While in the garden, they both met with God in the cool of the day, the Bible tells us, and they had fellowship with God. Now, the serpent was more, the Bible tells us, more guile than us at the time he was standing ups, upright. You know, at that time, the, the serpent was standing up. You never know. At that time, the serpent was standing up. Curse while he's on his belly. Praise God. Go read it. I won't tell it today. So the Bible tells us that the serpent entered the garden and deceived the, who, who, the woman, Eve. And she ate it. She ate it. She ate it and gave to her husband. And they both ate of the fruit of the tree. The Bible says in 1 Timothy 2 and verse 14, Adam was not deceived. But the woman being deceived was in the transgression. Not me, say Timothy. Curse Timothy when you finish. Their disobedience caused them both to lose the fellowship with God. Which... Resulted in Adam and his wife, not, not just evil, Adam and his wife, they, God trust them out of the garden. And God put cherubims with flaming sword at the end of the garden to protect it. God used that protection to protect the tree of life. Man lost access to the garden of God. Man's disobedience had given sin access to all of God's creation. Therefore, Romans 5 says this, therefore just as through one man sin entered the world and death through sin, thus death spread through all men because all have sinned. So we are all sinners because of Eve. Praise God. My, my God. Stephen, you said it. Praise God. The Bible tells us that God saw that the wickedness of man was great in this earth and their imaginations was evil continually. Just look what happened in Russia and you know that man's wickedness is evil continually. And the Lord said he would destroy man and destroy this earth by a flood. And the Bible tells us that Noah found grace in the eyes of God. And God consulted with Noah and said, Noah, build an ark. And he gave him the specifications of the ark and Noah built the ark. Have you ever imagined how stink that ark must have been? For 40 how long Noah was in the ark? 40 days. And all these animals pooing all over the place. 
Imagine, just, just imagine Noah and his family in that ark. You don't want to be in there, but you would prefer to be in that ark than outside of the ark. So God told Noah to build the ark, and Noah preached and preached and preached, and, and nobody was listening. It's like sometimes nowadays, you preach and nobody's listening. So the Bible tells us that after the completion of the ark, God said, Noah, Mrs. Noah, Ham, Shem, Japheth, and your wives go into the ark. And the Bible tells us that God shut the door. God shut the door. God shut it. And the Bible tells us that they cried. The people outside were crying, seeking access to safety. But access was denied. So they all perished. Praise God. So the ark is a type of the church. And all that were in the ark bore the name Noah. Come with me now. All that were in the ark bore the name Noah. It was Noah, his wife, she named Mrs. Noah, and their three sons, they all named Noah, so their wives must name Noah. So all of them named Noah. And the Bible tells us this. This is what the Bible says. In Ephesians 3 and verse 14 and 15, it says this. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom all the family of the earth is named. We are all named Jesus Christ. When we were baptized into his death, we took on that name. Our name is Be the Grass Jesus. We have the name. Elvis Shibdal Jesus. You have the name. You got that name when you were baptized. God made another allowance to give people access to him. Yes, he instructed Abraham to leave his father's house and his country and go to another land where God will show him. And God made a covenant with Abraham which included a blood and circumcision. He at this point spoke to Abraham and told him this in Genesis 15 and verse 13. He said, then he said to Abraham, Know certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them for 400 years. And this came to pass when the children of Israel migrated to Egypt. Starting with the plight of Joseph through whom God would preserve the life in a time of famine. It was the famine that united Joseph after many years with his father and his brethren and their family which, was, which went down to Egypt. Joseph at this point was now second in command in Egypt to Pharaoh. And the Bible tells us that through the workings of Joseph, he was made great in Pharaoh's eyes. 
and he had favor with Pharaoh and he was given Goshen for his father and his brethren to live and to rear their flock. The children of Israel had access to freedom for some 30 years. Now, after the death of Joseph, things changed. The Bible tells us that we are told that there arose a king that knew not the plight of the Egyptians, nor Joseph. And when I read that, it, 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 it strikes me and said, obviously their parents wasn't teaching their kids Bible study. Why they didn't know Joseph. So the children of Israel were now enslaved, losing access to their freedom. As was told by Abram. At the closing of 400 years, God raised up Moses and he commissioned him to go down to Egypt and to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. The Bible tells us that after nine plagues and the slaying of the firstborn, we see that those that had the blood over their doorposts gave them access to leave Egypt. If you never had the door over your doorpost, there would be no access to leave Egypt. Leaving Egypt and heading for the promised land, they faced a lot of problems. Why? Because of their unbelief, their lack of faith, and because they were too, they were too, say it man, stubborn, as we say in Jamaica, they were too stubborn. So God took them through a road that would have taken them less time, but it took them 40 years. Nevertheless, God brought them to Mount Sinai and was now at Mount Sinai where he spent 40 days with Moses. And he gave him the Ten Commandments. He gave him the law. And he gave him a prescription of how he wants them to, to come to him. Israel now got the prescription to have an access with God. So God told him to build him a tabernacle. The tabernacle was a portable sanctuary constructed by Moses at a place of worship for Israel during the period of wandering that preceded the arrival of the promised land. God is now desirous to dwell among his people. He instructed Moses to build a sanctuary that he may dwell in. So Moses did build this sanctuary and he built it with the outer court, the holy place, and the holy of holies. Praise God. And they made sacrifices in the outer court. The altar was there where they made sacrifices. All the sacrifices that and procedures and furniture in the tabernacle was a shadow pointing the things to come. Praise God. 
These were not able to give man permanent access to the kingdom of God. When the veil of the temple was rent in two from top to bottom, the Bible said we gain access into the Holy of Holies. The priests alone could go into the Holy of Holies. But when the veil of the temple was rent in two, when Jesus said it is finished, then we gain access directly to God. Now we can, the, the songwriter said, I can go into the Holy of Holies. I can speak and let my petitions known. Praise God. I can boldly approach the throne of God. And throughout history, God wanted them to be able to have access to him. So God gave them full access to him. Galatians 4 and verse 4 said, But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, made under the law, to redeem, to buy back man, to buy back me and you under the law that we might receive adoptions as son. So we are now not bastards, we are sons of God. We are the spirit of God. We receive the spirit of God, so we are now sons of God. Amen. Praise God. For man to gain a daily continuous access to the kingdom of God. God having unable to find a man. God robed himself in flesh. Came down to us in the form of Jesus Christ. Isaiah tells us Jesus was the mighty God. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. And he moved among us. The Bible says he did miracles. Miracles year after year, day after day. Jesus was just moving and doing miracles. Now, one day while he was doing these miracles, this young man ran up to him. And he said, Good master, what must I do to inherit eternal life? He was seeking access to eternal life. Jesus responded by pointing him to his responsibilities towards the law. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear your responsibilities. He told Jesus, I've been, I'm cool Jesus. I've observed all these from my youth. I've been going to church and practicing my law, my, my things, my lawyer things. And Jesus wanted him to realize that keeping the law did not give him access to God. Keeping of the law did not give him access to God. The young man responded to Jesus, I have kept them from my youth. The Bible states that Jesus looked at him and loved him. Imagine that. Your eyes. They tell me how much you care. Jesus looked at him, the Bible says, and loved him. But he loved him enough to tell him one thing thou lackest. He loved him enough to show him his fault. Praise God. You know, you have to love somebody enough to tell them that, you know, you, you shouldn't do that. 
You see them going the wrong path, you have to love them enough to say you are going on the wrong road. So the Bible says he loved him enough to tell him that you, you, you still lack one thing. He loved him so much that he was willing to tell him that he lacked something. This challenge exposed the barrier that could keep this young man from the kingdom of God. His love for money. Money represented his pride of accomplishment and self-effort. Ironically, his attitude made him unable to keep the first commandment. Remember he said he kept all the commandments? But his attitude allowed him to forget that first commandment to let nothing be more important than God. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. But money was more important to him than God. But he kept the commandments. Imagine that. So he could not meet the one requirement that Jesus gave him to turn his whole life and heart over to God. He came to Jesus wondering what he could do, but he left seeing what he could not do. Praise God. What barriers are keeping you from turning your life to Jesus? What are the barriers? What is the one thing that is keeping you from giving your all to Jesus? One thing, thou lackest. Jesus said to Martha, Martha, one thing thou lackest. Mary gave us the better part. She was at the feet of Jesus. And you were busy, busy doing all this. Jesus don't want you to be busy doing everything else. He wants you to be with him. It's about the people that is not in this room today. Jesus was saying to him, it's not about what you have, but how you use what you have to bless somebody else. It's not about what you have, but how you use it to bless others, people outside of these four walls. What Jesus was saying is, it is not by works, let any man should boast. It is not by wealth that any man can boast. Could that one thing that you lack be love? Could it be love for your fellow man? Could that one thing that you lack be a commitment to the things of God? Could that one thing that you lack be self-denial? God said, deny yourself. Take up your cross. Could that one thing that you lack be a true relationship with God? One thing thou lackest. One thing. 
search yourself and say, what do I lack from having the relationship with God that I need to have? This young man represents the churchgoer who is committed to a do-good salvation. Obey all the legalistic systems that will not give you access to the kingdom of God. He found out that the system will keep saying, access denied. Access denied. So, he now decided to go to the, Jesus, the chief technician. And he asked, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus told him exactly what he needs to do. Give away everything. Some of us don't need to give away nothing. We just need to follow Jesus. Jesus is not asking you to give him anything. He just wants you to follow him. Praise God. So Jesus told him that it's all about self-denial. It's about the other person. It's about cross-bearing. Being willing to die for the sake of this gospel. Are you willing to die for the sake of this gospel? Peter, Paul, all of them died for the... You want to preach like Paul? Are you willing to die for the gospel? That's what Jesus... Are you willing to die for this? Praise God. Another... On another occasion, this night visitor came to Jesus. The Bible tells us Nicodemus and he said... Nicodemus was a Pharisee. He too desired access to the kingdom of God. And he seemed to have realized that his religious beliefs are religious knowledge. Because as you know, Nicodemus was a very learned man. Could give him access to the kingdom of God. He, like the rich young ruler, knew that the laws... All the laws inside and outside. And he kept them too. He kept them. But he too experienced that same religious response. Access denied. So he realized that all the knowledge that he had couldn't get him access into the kingdom of God. He acknowledged the ability of Jesus though. He said, God, you are, I know nobody can do these miracles except you, Rabbi. Without saying anything further, Jesus said to him, you must be born again. You must be born again. Nicodemus, being a student of the Lord, didn't even understand what Jesus was trying to say. He said, how can a man be born again when he's so old? Can he re-enter in his mother's womb, God? Jesus was saying, oh, Nicodemus, come on, man. You must know that, man. He said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a man be born of Jesus, make it specific now. This born again thing means you have to be born of water and of the spirit. You cannot enter the kingdom of God unless you be born of water and the spirit. Praise God. The lesson learned from this discourse between Jesus and Nicodemus is that 
the natural man needs to be transformed to understand the things of God. He needs to be regenerated. Regened. You and I can't understand the things of God without a regeneration. Without that born again experience. We have to be regenerated. We have to be regenerated. Born again. The Bible tells us. Praise God. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 14 said. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Praise God. So Jesus was saying in no uncertain terms, for one to have access to the kingdom of God, what needs to happen? John 14 and verse 6 says, and when uh, Pastor Justin was teaching Wednesday night, I said, wow, he's taking my lesson. I am the way the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father except through Jesus. Jesus is the way. The only way, the truth, and the life. The way was made plain and straight on the day of Pentecost. When they asked men and brethren, they asked Peter, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said in Acts 2 and verse 38, repent. And be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the removal of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now you have to realize this. You have to realize this. That the church was established in Matthew 14. There was an establishment of the church. In Matthew chapter 16 verse 18. When the Bible says to us. And I say unto you that thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell should not prevail against it. Now Peter was given the, the keys. Peter is the key man. Peter was given the keys to access the kingdom of God. So verse 19 tells us this. And I, say, and I will give unto thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven. That whatsoever thou bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So G Peter had the keys. So because Peter had those keys, even the persons who practice Judaism, the Jews, had to repent of their sins. They are to be baptized in Jesus' name. And they are to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This was what Jesus was saying in a nutshell to Nicodemus. For one in this time and age to gain real access to the kingdom of God, they cannot go through no other way. John 10 and verse 1 tells us this. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. You don't want to be a thief and a robber, you have to enter the door. 
Praise God. For one to have access to the kingdom of God, the church, they must go the way prescribed in Acts 2 and verse 38. Peter was the key man. Peter was given the keys. He used to open the doors of the gospel in Acts 2 and verse 38. And 3,000 souls were saved. And thereafter, 5,000 souls were saved. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And throughout the book of Acts, we see multitudes were saved because Peter was given that key to access the kingdom of God. Praise God. Praise God. When Cornelius wanted to receive this, the Bible says, the angel came to Peter and said, go down to Simon house is with Simon the Tanner and Peter will tell you what to do. Praise God. And Peter preached Jesus to Cornelius and Cornelius and his household was baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of their sins and they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise God. For any religious or legalistic person to, and sinner to have access to the things of God, they must believe in Jesus Christ. Now, we see in the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 8, where the Ethiopian eunuch, sorry, pardon my pronunciation, was on his way from Candace in his chariot. The Bible says, the angel of the Lord spoke to Philip and said, go beside that chariot and speak to that eunuch. The Bible says he was reading from the book of Isaiah. And he didn't know what to understand fully what he was reading. And he asked Philip certain questions. Philip answered the question. And the Bible says, he said to Philip, there is water. What hindered me from being baptized? Jesus was preached to him. So how do we gain access to the kingdom of God? One must believe and receive Jesus as their savior to gain access. Ha. You have to believe and receive Jesus. Praise God. John chapter 1 and verse 12 says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave the right to be children of God. You and I have the right to be called children of God because we did believe and we did receive. Praise God. So we gain access. That's the access we gain. For John 10 and verse 9 says, I am the door. Jesus speaking now. I am the door. If any man enters by me, remember Peter had the key to the door. Remember Peter had that key. And Jesus says, he is the door. If any man enters by me, he will be saved. 
he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. What it is saying to us, Jesus is that door. We have to enter to Jesus and we will find rest for our soul. We will find pasture. We'll find forgiveness. We'll find love. We'll find anointing. We'll find anything we need if we enter the door that Jesus prescribed. Praise God. Praise God. After you gain access, a lot of us here have gained access to this gospel. There are places that we need to go further. Amen? Amen. We can't just sit on our laurels and just say, okay, I'm saved, sanctified, I'm going to heaven, and that's it. God wants us to do some stuff. Amen. He wants us to deny ourselves. And sometimes we have to deny even working that overtime. Especially on a Wednesday when we have Bible study. Yeah, deny, deny that little how much you're going to get. And, and, and be a part of Bible study for one hour on a Wednesday. We have to go witnessing. Allow someone to receive that access that we now have. Talk to somebody. Tell somebody about Jesus. Invite somebody to church. Give off your time, your talent, and your treasures for the building of God's kingdom. Oh, my, you need to be praying and fasting. I missed a lot of you on Friday night. Every fourth Friday we have prayer. And the Bible tells us that these things come not but by prayer and fasting. Certain things can't break in your life unless you pray and fast. You have access now, so God wants you to pray and God wants you to fast because you now have access to God. Don't tell me about works. It's not works. It's what is required of us. It's a requirement. God did... Jesus said, go into all the world and teach the gospel. It's not asking, it's a command. And it's not really a heaven or hell thing. It's a command. Praise God. You need to spend more time reading the word of God. Studying the word of God. Have a relationship with the book. This book, you must have a relationship with it. Because this is the word of God. How can you hear from God if you're not reading this book? This is, uh, unless you eat curry goat late in the night and you get a bad dream. And you say, God speak to you. You have to read the book. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Read the book. Giving your best to the things of God. Don't give your best to Caesar. I work, I work, I work, I work. Five days a week, six days a week, seven days a week. Everything Caesar, Caesar, Caesar. Give some to God. Access. You have access. 
And because you have access to God, you have to give some stuff to God. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. All these, if done, will keep your permission to access the things of God intact. We must remember that while we have access to salvation through the blood of Jesus, we must keep pressing on. Pressing on. We are told that being saved here in this world, our work is not over, but we are to keep going on and pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day, the songwriter said. I'm pressing on. Press along, say. Press along. Persecution. We must bear trials and crosses. The hotter the battle, the sweeter the victory. God wants us to press on. Let us therefore be diligent to enter into that rest. Lest anyone full fall according to the same example of disobedience. Adam and Eve fell because they were disobedient. So the Bible is telling us, let us, not, let us be diligent and enter into this rest. Lest anyone fall according to the same example of Adam and Eve. God bless us that we do not lose access to the kingdom of God. Praise God. In closing, I want to read you Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 18. And it says this. For through him we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Through Jesus. Hallelujah. We both have access by one spirit to the Father. God pour out the Bible says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Somebody under the sound of my voice need to receive this access to the kingdom of God. Somebody under the sound of my voice came here because they lost connection with God and they need to be reconnected. They need to be regenerated. Somebody needs Jesus. Somebody needs Jesus this afternoon. Somebody needs to regain the access that they lost. Somebody needs to hear that Jesus loved them with an everlasting love. Somebody needs to know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Somebody needs to know. Somebody. Hallelujah. 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 And if that person is you this afternoon, I want you to just come and surrender. 
the rest of your life to God. This day, the first day of the rest of your life. Tomorrow is a mere possibility. It belongs to no man. Tomorrow belongs to no man. It's a mere possibility. Praise God. Hallelujah. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Today you will receive access if you come. Come. Come to Jesus. Come to Jesus. Jesus is ready to wrap his loving arms around you and to say, Come, my brother. Come, my sister. There is access. There is love in the house of the Lord. There is hope in the house of the Lord. There is peace in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Thank you for joining us online. Praise God you are. You should be here next week when you... We receive a great message from a great preacher. Praise God. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Join us next week for another message of hope and life in Jesus. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along our web address to all of your friends, extraordinarychurch.ca. We are a young church plant with a lot of people living an extraordinary life in Jesus. If you're looking for a way to become better connected to what God is doing, email us, info at extraordinarychurch.ca. We'd love to hear from you.